I want to know. Maybe we could start. I have like a special treat for everyone today. Yeah. Um, especially the people who came all the way from England to join with us tonight. Wow. And therefore, I figured if they came all the way from England, might as well give them like a secret, unlock one of the secrets that will change or radically alter all of our lives for the better. So that's a pretty, uh, uh, pretty um, steep, difficult task. But I think that uh, tonight we could discuss something that could really um, not only change our view, but radically, radically improve uh, our lives in many separate areas. Um, and therefore, I say maybe it's worth to like listen and uh, I'm not saying my own ideas. I'm saying ideas that have been part of the Jewish uh, collective wisdom for thousands of years. And uh, therefore, and I'm, sh- and I'm sharing there the recipes that were uh, tried and, and, and proven for success in these areas. So therefore, I said, I'm going to share the idea. You know, you, you hear it. We could debate it out. Uh, we love debate, love polemics. Everyone knows that. And... And maybe this could like really alter our lives in, the, in a positive way. Is that awesome? That sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah, I love. Okay, positive. so I'm so I'm going to start with something with with a very problematic uh, Torah verse, and it's 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 maybe the most problematic, certainly the most famous of all uh, five thousand eight hundred and forty five verses of the Torah. <laughs> oh, I love this girl. <laughs> Okay, so Leviticus 19. Look at that. She's just a performer. Miriam, play games? <laughs> oh, pretty awesome. Okay. Okay, Miriam. Go. Go to mommy. I love you, sweetie. Okay, Leviticus 19. Sorry. Leviticus 19 you should love your fellow as yourself this is just uh, like it's 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 the it's the uh, I I think it's the most famous verse in the Torah is there anyone more than what's more famous I don't think so it's the rallying cry of multiple religions uh, we have a statement in the Talmud, famous statement. Hillel says, I want to learn the entire Torah on one leg. What, do you, what does he tell him? Love thy neighbor as thyself. And it's, 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 it's a very important, very important sentence. And it's very problematic. I, and I think that we could all agree, if we were to analyze it for a little bit, we'll say that there's a major philosophical problems with this verse. Anyone wants to guess what the problems are? Jason, what you got? Hmm. Let's see. No pressure? No pressure. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you guys. I'm sorry, I hate to put people on the spot. The Torah has given us a commandment. Is this commandment different than any other commandment? Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt love your neighbor as thyself. I guess this one is not definitive. It's how much you love yourself and why should you so what if you don't love yourself is that the yeah. question well that, that's a very good question uh, well and another thing that you alluded to is is it's a very strange metric to use uh, you should love someone well how much 10% 20% yeah. as much as yourself it's a very strange metric to use you should say love them a lot and you know that's, 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 when the Torah says to love someone a lot you might not have time to love them 
But I think there's a, even a more fundamental problem. And that is that there's a commandment, and the Torah can command us to do things, and like it does multiple times, many, many hundreds of times. But here it's the, it's, a, it's I think the only commandment, maybe, maybe there's another one, for an emotion. How could you give someone a commandment to have a certain emotion? You can command someone to give money, you can command someone to, 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 to do work, to not do work, to bring a sacrifice, to not bring a sacrifice, to not steal, to not murder. To, that is all something that person could do. But let's say there's someone that you just don't like. How could, how could this emotion be a commandment to us? Is that, is that a problem? I, I think that's, that, that's... And the Torah is telling us, just like all the other mitzvahs, all the other commandments in the Torah... This is just some, just yet another one. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love your fellows yourself. Love them a lot to a great to, 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 to you know to a great degree, right? As much as yourself, whatever that means. How is it possible? How is it fair to tell uh, to tell to tell us to command us to, to have a certain emotion? Well, there might be something. Yeah. There might be something to it uh, from psychology that love and that love is attribution. Digging, digging. Yeah. So, like, you know, when we do something, if we do something wrong, we say, oh, I wasn't thinking straight, or oh, I was tired, or there's always some excuse that we let ourselves off the hook. And so maybe it could be, like, an extension of that, to where, like, if you see someone doing something or something like that, you give them the benefit of the doubt, and you try and attribute their behavior to something other than... So you're saying, like, uh, like judge people favorably? So you're saying you're you're trying you're trying to take it take the emotion as as indicated in the verse and translate that to an activity. Yeah, means like uh, let's say someone has an anger problem, right? Or let's say someone is impatient, or someone has any one of the character maladies that that we're all born with, right? The Torah can't blame me for things that I have innately. I'm an angry person. The Torah maybe maybe blame me to act upon that anger, right? But to blame me for my anger, right? It, to, to blame me for an emotion that's inborn, that's unreasonable. Or perhaps, perhaps that's unreasonable. Uh, it, it seems just for the Torah to command me to not do an action or to yes do an action. But to have an emotion or to not have an emotion seems like it's it's it's, it's unfair. You either got it or you don't have it. But love isn't exactly an emotion. Ooh. Okay, Dan. <laughs> okay. You can love someone that you don't like. You can. There's, I don't know what category, but there's action and there's something. Everyone agrees that love's not an emotion? Is love an emotion? You sure love's not an emotion? Being in love is an emotion, but. uh, Huh? What is love? What is love? Oh, what is love? It's a chemical reaction. You can argue that love is also a chemical reaction. Well, that's what we're saying. It's inborn, it's innate. Yeah, but uh, that while while being true, I do believe it's true. Um, is it possible to have a formula for it? I want to argue that based upon this verse, the Torah clearly outlines, um, or at least uh, informs us, that there is a formulaic method to loving someone. There's something that you could do to love someone. 
Otherwise, it's unreasonable. It's unreasonable to claim, or oh, someone that I don't like, I don't like their personality, or I don't like their, the way they look, you know, or I don't like some, something about them. And, you know, and, if, and if, if that's a permanent barrier between me loving that person, well, then you can't possibly, you know, fairly, you know in, a fear, in, a, in a fear world, in a just world, command me to love that person. But if there's a formula to love, it's quite reasonable to say you have to love someone. And not to try to rationalize for someone else. Right. Because we rationalize for ourselves, but we don't give other people the same, right. the same treatment. Is that nice? Well, level in society, I think it's more to do with an institutionalization of that kind of love. The, the things that we associate with love, like respect and compassion, camaraderie. See, that's love. a man talking. <laughs> love, respect. <laughs> <laughs> in a way they say, say we have to respect the right and it's by the rules of, of the United States we have to respect the right to hate speech as free speech it's form of expression we don't like what they're saying we don't agree with what they're saying but by the nature of the paradigm you have to respect that freedom of theirs so that it's reciprocated from you or to you okay but is that really the emotion that we're talking about that seems like a right in the framework of it, not necessarily the details of the emotion or what Loving, you know, the actions, but just in general, you know, you say, look, there's an establishment of positivity, and it's the commandments that you reciprocate that for your So you're saying it's not, it's not, it's not uh, beckoning us to have this emotion. Not necessarily. So we have like a multiple opinions here on the table. What do you say, Jason? Well, I'm, I'm calling one, one thing you said, and I may begin to talk topic again. Like, um, you said that there may be a formula. That's very interesting. <laughs> and that's just the next thing in my notes here. It says four words, you shall love God, Deuteronomy 6. <laughs> Once again, a commandment, and this seems even a little bit more far-fetched, you got to love God, right? What do we know about God? Nothing almost, right? We can't relate to him. It's all anthropomorphisms. It's all, you know, it's, 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 it's very difficult for us to have an emotional response to the idea of God. We can have an intellectual understanding of it, but the emotion seems to be very difficult. So that obviously raises, the, exacerbates the question. But maybe if there's a formula, maybe there's a way to figure it out. Is this making anyone else nervous? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to put it away. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I've circulated a couple times. Uh, you're doing great. No, you're, it's fine. Uh, I, I don't like being taped either. I'm just getting warmed up here. Oh yeah, no. he posts on the videos. On yeah, he posts on this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. The videos, but they let no one in the room, and they have to like. Uh... You did a couple times. No, I just do once, like <laughs> one take. That's it. One take. Yeah, I do one take. Yeah, one take. Jake, who's that? 
people and like there, there was this one video that I made. I'm sorry, getting sidetracked. Uh, I was in my brother's study where we do some of the videos, and there was a chauffeur there. And he's like, "Hey, well, you know, I'm like, well, this is a nice prop. Why don't I use this prop for a video?" So I took the chauffeur. And I made believe that I had a horn. <laughs> it was like a spur of the moment. I spent literally five minutes. And then I didn't stop hearing from it in the neighborhood. I was like, oh, the horn, the horn, the chauffeur. <laughs> it's just, uh, you never know what's going to be your legacy, right? <laughs> it's on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah, the stereotypes. Okay. So uh, I, I want to argue, I want to argue that perhaps, please, you got to take some food. I want to I argue perhaps that there's a formula for love. And if we learn the formula, uh, then not only can we love everyone else, but even the people that we already love or we want to love, we could learn the, the tools to maintaining that love, to nourishing that love, to sustaining that love. Because all too often, it's, 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 it's a sad fact that in our society, um, I think just, they just did a refresh on the data of divorce. Right. Uh, yeah, but it's it's disastrous, and that only accounts for the people that were able to the to afford the divorce attorneys, uh, right? You go, pretty expensive. I was in uh, I was in New Jersey, and I see like a huge sign. There's two signs, like one like uh, uh, what's it called? Bankruptcy nine hundred ninety nine dollars, and there's another one, divorce four hundred ninety nine dollars. It's pretty expensive. You know, you have those people that are married or have, have, have made a decision to live the rest of their lives together and they have separate bedrooms, separate bank accounts, separate uh, television remotes and separate lives. So you see, we see so many instances where there is love and the love gets lost. And love goes awry. Maybe if we learn the, uh, the formula for, for acquiring and maintaining love, uh, this won't happen to us. And we'll learn the key. We're about to love every individual, but more importantly, the people that are part of our part of our lives, people that are part of our families, the people that are part of our communities, the people that we decide to spend the rest of our lives with. Those people, those relationships, could be strengthened, or or could be developed, or strengthened, maintained, and God forbid, not lost. So that's why I think it's so important. That's why I think it's so it's such a it's such a critical, pivotal, crucial, fundamental. Uh, I think of another uh, fundamental. I said fundamental uh, the, the point of discussion. I think, like you know, we we talk about these divorce numbers, and and no one asks themselves. We have to ask the basic questions. What are the reasons why relationships go south? Well, it's oftentimes has to do with the, they fell out of love. Well, they fell in love. If they just some of you fall, it's like it's amazing how pe- people maintain the silly notions that we were taught, like in from nineteen thirties Disney movies that there's some magic and there's like the Cupid and oh gosh, the Cupid now shot the secretary. We're toast, right? It's so silly. Is that really what it's about? It's about some silly mythology. It just happens. You fall. You just trip. You trip in love. Is that what really happens? Now, like divorce, divorce. One of the reasons why divorce rates gone up is it's so much easier to get divorced because it's become more affordable. It's still expensive, but it's a lot more affordable than it was back then. So 
still it's 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 it's, it's misery and it's not fun for anyone involved. Yeah, so I have, uh, um, I've, uh, I, I think that's that is indeed one of the reasons for divorce. I think there's actually five reasons. I don't know specifically, but the, the the love aspect. We'll try to keep it to, to just that: how to develop love, how to and how to maintain a love. Uh, but love doesn't happen. You don't fall. That's that's for sure. That's silly. It's silly for us to maintain that notion. Something just happens. It's like I was speaking to one of my brothers-in-law who's dating. He was dating. Gosh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Uh, Audio tape. I'm recording it, by the way. Sorry. If you want me to erase it, I'll consider. So he was dating this girl, and he was like, I don't know, I really like her, but uh, I don't know, what's supposed to happen? He was waiting for some download, something, something to just re- to click. Like I said, nothing clicks. Nothing happens. There's no magic. It doesn't exist. We were sold a bag of goods. Yeah, Josh, what you got? You didn't raise your hand there? No. Sorry. Picking up a peanut. Yeah. So, um, so. Uh, maybe he had the. Uh, uh, either that or he had a, a Android gingerbread or honeycomb. That's Android, whatever. People who like Android. It's, uh, yeah, it's an operating system that powers 80% of uh, the world's. Huh? What? What? Well, you said you don't fall in love right away. It's a process. Well, okay, fine. So who says you have to fall in love before you get married? I would argue that maybe it's better if it doesn't. Maybe better (laughs) if you get married and then you fall in love. (laughs) Right? Well, 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 we can look at Okay. Okay, Josh. Let's look at the data. Now... Uh, you broke the orthodox. I don't know. I don't know what that term means. I don't like that term. I don't like divisive terms. But the observant, uh, the more observant of the Jewish community, right? Who have a more uh, truncated uh, dating, and they get married, and then get married like me when I was twenty years old, and I have four kids. And I'm only twenty six, and I feel like I'm one hundred fifty years old, like me, right? You don't look it. Oh, thanks. You look so young. <laughs> I look like so, I was a spry seventy five. I know. <laughs> They already found gray hairs on it. It's all downhill. Anyhow, but the data clearly shows that however people are dating, it's not working out. Right? If you have 60-70% of people that are miserable with their marriages, clearly something is wrong. Now, I, I, there's only scant information uh, as to uh, the, the actual divorce numbers and the minor sliver of the sect uh, you know, in, in, the, in the Jewish community. But uh, anecdotal evidence seems to indicate that the divorce rate is actually much lower, substantially lower. Uh, it's anecdotal. It's not, it's not uh, hasn't been substantiated by hard data. Uh, but how do we get uh, onto this? Sorry if I'm so rambling. Being love not a condition? I would argue that it's not. Huh? It's either prerequisite or condition. Well, I, I think that it has to be a, uh, it has to be the groundwork, the framework. For love, I think love develops. Oh, for staying married. Oh yes, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, the marriage ought to result in love. Um, and marriages that I'm sorry, say that one more time. Slow it down. Slow it down for me, Josh. 
No, I'm not. I wasn't pushing a certain agenda. I'm just talking about the emotion of love. How do you get it? How do you lose it? Okay. I'm not trying to push any agenda or how to date. That's a totally different discussion. Um, never, never push agendas. Never. What I want to argue is like this. So you ask, what's the definition of love? Okay. The Torah gives us the definition of love. I'm going to read it to you. I have it written down here. Judaism defines love as the emotional pleasure one experiences when he or she finds virtue in another human being and identifies that person with those virtues. Shall we read that again? Let me read it too fast. We define love as an emotional pleasure one experiences when he or she finds virtue, when you see the good in other people, um, in another person, and identifies that person with those virtues. Doesn't sound like what Disney was telling us. Well, that's, you're talking about naivete. You want to be talking about not to be not to be naive. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to I'm trying to talk about the idea of love. How is it possible to now forget about settling down with someone? How is it possible? Yes, then. I don't agree with that definition. I mean, I Why not? You can love someone, especially when it comes to family relationships of parents, siblings, children, when. At times when you don't see virtue in them, and you just love them. Uh, well, I would argue that if a parent parent stops seeing any virtue in their child, they'll stop loving them. I think that. Uh, yeah, it's all. I'll, 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 I'll,
uses lots of complex words. What he said is like this. Yeah? That's my argument. It's, well, admiration could be like you admire someone who's really special in some... No, no. It, yeah, yeah. So admiration, but it's something more where, like, I, it's you want to act, you want to copy them, so to speak. You want to mimic them. You admire them. Yeah, but it's. I, I think it's the recognition. The recognition. Just you. You recognize the quality. I, I think the reason why parents love their children. You know, sometimes you see. I, this might be a little vulgar, but you know, there's a there's the every thousand babies there's a non cute baby. No, every baby's cute. Okay, so every 10,000. <laughs> oh, well. But that, that baby's mother thinks the baby's the cutest thing in the world. Of course. But why? Because the parents, the parents see the virtue in the child. The parents, the parents, maybe they see themselves. How, how do you see no, I think it's 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 the second you invest in something, right? Then it just uh, the innate goodness of that thing is more re- recognizable to you. And that's why I agree with the other definition of love, which is giving. Because when you invest in something, that thing. Well, but that's not that's not a definition. That's a cost. Because if you invest in something, then the virtue of that thing is more readily apparent to you. So, so that's how you get it. Sorry. No, so. I, I just, I think if you go a step deeper than that, it depends. Because in order to find virtue in someone else, you have to recognize that virtue within yourself. I think there was something like that. So, so you want to say love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself, you can't love someone else. In, yes. And on top of that, it also, just, like, the, the value of the soul, I mean, if you're looking at it from maybe a deeper perspective, if you're looking at the virtue of the soul, But that's a very spiritual explanation. For, people, for men who aren't spiritual, is that more kids? Is that more kids? Oh wow! Marion put on a show here. Oh, she was like. So, th- so I think the argument here is like this. I think that you know, that. So that's how you're about to love everyone. I think there's certain universally acceptable virtues. And if you share this with me, I think that you have some kind of uh, problem seeing, seeing the proper way things are. Wait, so you're, wait, so you're arguing that, that, uh, that it's, it's, it's subjective, what well, is good, no, what no, is bad? I, I'm actually personally... I think the formula is objective, but maybe maybe the, 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 the qualities, the character in someone else is is subjective to means. Uh, let's just recap here for a second. I think we're getting a little too philosophical here, and I kind of like that. 
abstractions or the fragmentation. Like, I feel like the way you love a parent or a child or a sibling, it's to love the whole person and to fragment that into the love is just because of this virtue or that virtue. Yeah, but you love these people because they're your child. Yeah, but what, what happens when a child is uh, uh, estranged, uh, God forbid, but someone who's angry, a teenager is angry at his parents? What, what, what do you tell them? Well, look what your parents did for you. Your parents raised you. Your parents gave their life up for you. The parents, you know, I heard, I heard a rumor that children wake up at night. I would have known, right? Right, huh? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it, allegedly, parents wake up for their kids at night. I don't know. I never experienced it, but <laughs> it's just a joke, yeah. <laughs> but that's what you tell them. Why? Because you're trying to awaken that recognition of virtue in their parents. And you say, oh my God, my parents really did uh, sacrifice so much so we could go to college. Or our parents really invested so much uh, so I could have whatever it is that I have. Or uh, tried to inculcate within me certain characters, certain 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 qualities. So when a child recognizes the good, and the, the point is, is that we don't really know why we love. That's why we're trying to break it down to the, to the mechanical level. But I'm loving you can find these virtues, but I don't think seeing those virtues is what defines love. I think it's kind of a side effect that, that comes so, with so, not the defining thing is love is. Not. So what would you say love is? Or you don't know? Is there a defining thing necessarily? I think when dealing with Torah and Judaism, it's kind of a moral absolute. No, but the, the, the exact... The exact formulization of the definition is, I think it's, well, there is some, some wiggle room. But, uh, but maybe even if you're unaware of it, that's the point. It's possible you don't know why you love someone. You're unaware of it. It's an emotion. It just, it, you know. I, I but say I, I don't think it's an emotion. You, you agree it's an emotion. Don't you don't think it's an emotion. So what is it? So what is it? It's just some. I think it's a whole... Having, like the emotion can be some part of it. You can still love someone while having the full range of emotion of liking or being in love or disliking or being angry at or having the full range. So love is more of a all-encompassing. But you want to argue that you could love someone that you don't find any positive character? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the point. That's exactly the point. And actually, this is this is already um, this 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 is free, which is one of the a Talmudic era um, a book written two thousand years ago. And it says, "How do you love God?" It says, "You love. You don't you can't love God. You have to love God. What God does for us, right? Yeah, you have to love your God. But I have to." Exactly. How do we have? I mean, How are we expected to love God? Well, that's the same question. But the argument is that just like the Torah can, in a just fashion, command us to love our fellow, because what it's really commanding us, what it, in essence, what it's really telling us, seek out the virtue in someone else, right? Like Michelle explained, 
it's hard, we're not used to, we're not accustomed to look for the good in other people. When someone else does something bad, we automatically attribute it, attribute it, how do you say attribute? Attribute it, right? We automatically attribute it to their negative character. But when they do something good, right, it's hard for us to, you know, to come to the same conclusion, oh my gosh, this is a good person who has positive qualities. What the Torah is telling us by loving someone else, it's saying we have to reframe the way we view other people. We have to seek out the good and, and, and not get bogged down or caught up with the bad. And, and accord for other people the same, this, you know, this, the, the same immunity we give ourselves by trying to justify and rationalize our actions and saying, well, that was out of character. I did, I did, when I do something bad, I, I, I'm very readily, very quick to justify and rationalize. Well, give other people the same immunity. When I, when I do that, huh? Well, so that's the Hitler question. Right, we're talking about ninety-eight percent of people. That's of course not. You know, there's some some things people that are murderers or people that are rapists or people that do really bad things. We don't need to love those people. But we're talking about the average person that has a collection of good and bad. Everyone has a collection of good and bad. You could be miserable, and I know someone personally that uh, always sees the bad in other people. No, always. So there could be someone who's like, who's like. Who's like a tzaddik, someone who's like a righteous person who has like no flaws, and they, they find a flaw, boom, and that person is just gone, done from them. And these people have no friends because every person they meet to them is just a you know just a collection of evil, and that's how they view it. And and there are those other people that have no enemies or, or love everyone because because why? Every person they see, they just somehow the the, the bad of that a person doesn't stick. And the good is just soaked up. And the Torah is telling us, love thy neighbor as itself, reframe the way you view other people. Seek out the good. Don't get bogged down. Don't get caught up. Don't dwell on the bad. If you do that, by virtue of that, right, you'll love that person. Yeah. That is an agreement. You can see how you're accepting the bad behavior. Not accepting bad behavior, but no, no, but... You're willing to give them the same flexibility you give yourself. Yeah. Everyone has yeah. positive characters, characteristics. Everyone has good things, things that are admirable about themselves. And everyone has, has things that they would wish they hadn't, hadn't had. Everyone has a mix. We're all a mixed bag. Everyone. Good job. Right? That's the human condition. Right? We're a collection of positive and negative character. Mostly positive. Mostly positive. And our job is to make it all positive. Right? But when you see someone else, you have a bunch of options. Right? You could choose to focus, to recognize the negative. You could label the person as being X, whatever you discovered, the negative character that they have. And voila, you won't love that person. I don't think that's the definition. So, that <laughs> is, is indifference. And I think you can seek out and find all sorts of positive virtue in someone that you're indifferent to. So maybe we have to maybe we have to add another another qualification that you have to care about other people. And then you can someone that you care about, someone that registers on your radar. Maybe that maybe 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 we do have to. Someone that got all these virtues and someone that you don't love that is just you know an indifferent stranger. But if if you and you can. Love someone even seeing huge mistakes that they're making or seeing. Uh, Most certainly, I, I would argue that nobody would nobody knows someone's flaws more than their spouse. Correct. 
That's lightly, right? <laughs> okay. And recognizing the flaws in ourselves. I mean, but how can you go on loving that person who, who you know has flaws? Because you're not dwelling on it. You're not, you're not, uh, you're not, <laughs> you're not identifying that person with that character, negative character. Why is she such a, suddenly so gregarious? Suddenly she's so gregarious. Well, one thing is, I don't know if this complicates things or is this kind of tangential, but if you look at people's emotions, look at positive and negative um, affect, emotional states, they aren't, they aren't, they aren't um, poles on, this, on the same stick, they're completely separate. So when you do any science on it, you start computing how how they relate, you know, like, like love, hate, you know, this, that, it's, there's these positive ones, and it goes from, you know, very positive to zero, and then it's very negative, and it's negative to zero, the positive and negative aspect of states actually don't match. It's positive the same, you know, characteristic. Yeah, but that's similar to what Dan was saying, that there's something else, there could be a difference, Right? Is that what you're trying to say? Sorry. Well, well, I'll, 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 Put it down. Put it down. I love her so much. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, like, I mean, when you look at science, like, the idea of having, I, I feel positive about something, I feel negatively about, about something there, these, there is, they're not, they're not polar ends one on the other. They're, well, but they're, they actually, why are they not polar ends? Why are they not part of a spectrum? How do you feel about someone? Well, I really like them. You know, I like them. They're, you know, they're, they're just a good person. Someone I like. Like, Jason, I like you. I love you. I do. Uh, right? No, you know, because I see that I'm, I'm sure you have negative character. I'm sure you do. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. I don't know of any. If I ask me, if I'm asking right now, can you tell me what Jason's negative character is? I wouldn't have an answer for them. But I might have an answer if someone asks. Well, tell me something good about it, right? Right now, <laughs> I wrote a letter for someone today. Uh, I wrote a, a letter. Someone today asked me, but someone who's trying to get a conversion comes to some of my classes, and he's he needs letters of recommendations from some rabbis. So that's fine. And I really wrote a really nice thing about who you know that you know that he's, he's well balanced and he's stable and he has uh, he's keen insight and he's impeccable character. You know, but you know, but um, yeah, but that uh, could do the same thing for you right now in front of everyone. But if you recognize the good in someone else, you'll love them. That's my argument. I know Dan doesn't agree with me. Well, maybe we 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 come to the truth here. Maybe we could negotiate here. Maybe if you care about other people, if they register, because you said, well, you could be indifferent. Maybe you have to care about other people, and you have to focus on their on their, on their positive character, and you have to ident- label the person, identify the person uh, with the positive characteristics that they have. Uh, then maybe then would you agree that you would love them? Well, can we can we try? Can we do an exercise? Sure, yeah. Why don't we do an exercise and then okay. we'll come back next week and we'll see the findings? Oh, I don't know. I still think it's going to speak. For sure, it does. Because you know, I think it's obvious, but it's like if you value life and you see you see life as being part of the soul and being part of the God, which is a virtue, then whoever you look at, you will value their life. Well, but Michelle, maybe we could argue that it's even deeper to say, well, not a general, a generality. Well, you have a soul, so I must love you. So it doesn't matter anything about you. You have a soul. They say, no, no, no. It's more than just a soul. You have this uh, quality, and you're 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 a nice person. You're a kind person. Well, I, someone that you will like. Yeah, but that takes time to get to know. 
Well, there you go. That's Yavo. But it still has to start from somewhere. So it starts from... So you're talking about loving humanity. Yeah, so it starts from that, and then you spend time to know the person, get to know and then you see their virtues, and... I don't know. Well, I, I would agree. Now, I would even argue... Ready? Ready for this? <laughs> and this is something that I heard from my older brother. My oldest brother. And... No, not the one that I know. The oldest brother. <laughs> but he quoted, in the name of my grandfather picture in the back, who said, this is going to be totally out of character for me, because it's so spiritual, I try to be practical. But he said that um, our, our soul, the Talmud tells us very strange, very strange thing about our soul, our soul is hewn, hewn, how do you, how do you, you know, H-E-W-N, cut out of the, the, the throne of the Almighty. That's what it says. Uh, what that means, obviously, is something which is, you know, not to be understood in simplistic fashion. But uh, what my grandfather said, allegedly, according to my brother, which I trust, we know that there's different, that uh, we talk about, like, during the prayers in Yom Kippur, we talk about the midot of the Almighty, the characteristics of the Almighty. And he says that every soul is a collection of the characteristics of the Almighty. So when someone acts in a certain way, and inherently, it's innate. You see from kids, two kids from day one, they have different character. It's obvious. You ask any parent that has more than one child, they'll tell you that from the beginning, you could tell that they're different, right? Character is innate. Well, what, 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 why is the character innate? It's not, just, it's not just what we're learning from other people. It's our soul, because it's our soul's certain part has a, has a certain spiritual roots that contributes to our character. So I think what we're saying is really the same thing. Caring word. I feel like love is on the axis of caring and feeling of attachment versus indifference. Whereas I feel like there's a totally separate axis that's sticking. So maybe, maybe, maybe we're assuming we're assuming that you you develop opinions about other people. If there's someone that you that, that that you feel like is just such a wonderful person, why would you not have a certain emotional on that axis and a certain emotional? Uh, feeling about that person doesn't make any sense. If someone, someone that you see just only beautiful qualities about them, it, you know, it, you know, it, it seems reasonable to argue that you would like that person. You no, know? you would love that person. You'd have positive emotional responses to that person. Can we use separate uh, <laughs> Mother Teresa or someone you know, who does these amazing things could be high on this axis, but you know the. Alcoholic father, the troublesome child who you love and feel. Yeah, but you love that you love the troublesome child because you you still see the good in in him, right? To quote the nineteen ninety seven nineteen thirty seven classic, there's no such a thing as a great kid, right? right? Boys town. Spencer Tracy. There's no such a thing as a bad because you see the good in the child, and even though there's a facade of of the troublesome child, you still see the good. You know that the kid still has virtue in your eyes. Well, I can agree with this, though. <laughs> and uh, and the argument would be, just a beautiful circle, is that um, perhaps even in our most intimate relationships, this is also true. Right? The better you get to know someone, right? The more you're going to find out about both the positive and negative of that, of that person. And therefore. There is a, a likelihood, or it's it's in all likelihood, there's going to be a shift in one direction or the other as to your emotional feelings about that person. 
So it's possible that the more I get to know someone and I discover their the dark side or the negative character that is that you know that's just uh, inherent or that the, the inherent negative character that we all have, and then I might fall out of love. I might say, "Whoa, well, this is not this is too much for me. I didn't know the person had this this character. This is not for me. I'm, I, this is where you fall out of love, right? Because you fell in and then you got trapped, and now you're now you're out. You're free, right? Right? That makes sense." But if you're, if you're constantly focusing on the positive, you're dwelling on the positive, you're identifying the person with the positive, and you're willing to, every once in a while, you know, let, let some uh, misdeed go by and not dwell on it and not make a big deal out of it and not, and not label the person as you always do X. Right? That's the worst thing you can do in a marriage or in any real relationship because you're labeling that person. Why do you always X? It's much better to say, uh, please don't do that, or I don't like when you do that. The second you're labeling the person in your head, you're creating, uh, you're identifying that person with that negative character. And that, that, that is uh, slowly unraveling the... the <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Don't, don't stop. You want, you want one of those toys? Okay, so let me just recap what I said. I think it's an idea that's at least worth to uh, consider, Dan, and everyone else, and myself. I, I'm, I'm with you all here. Consider it. Think about it. Chew it over. And the idea is, is that... Yes, shoot. Melissa, what do you think about me? <laughs> you make beautiful children, <laughs> But that's all from Kaya, so. <laughs> but, um, I go out there and I start actively seeking the good virtues in everybody. And I start loving everybody. And then I see all the good virtues of the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I don't know, the guy that Josh gives, you know, water and single bars every week. Oh, off six ten. How do I explain to my mother that I said good virtues? Okay, because uh, when you're talking about settling your life, this goes back to the session we brought earlier. When you're talking about settling, settling down with some of the rest of your life, there's more than just love or potential love to consider. I'm not saying love, I'm saying virtues. I understand. Yeah, because but those this yeah because yeah it's it's when when uh, when you consider making that important decision. Uh, it's more than just virtues. It's family, this part. It's 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 profession. It's faith. what kind of life, faith. Those are all, all to consider. Right. Uh, so what point do we make a differentiation of between loving everybody, you know, finding the virtues in everyone, finding faith in everybody, and then finding the virtues of the first person that you're supposed to stand on? So that is the question of how to date. So what I'll say real quickly is it's all about a roadmap. You have to ask yourself, okay, what's, what's important? Well, there's some things which are universal. Well, if you, you cannot live the rest of your life with someone that you're not attracted to, correct? You cannot live someone, right? If he has a lot of money, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad American Express and find a lot of happiness. I'm right? black and American Express? Yeah. <laughs> what a plan. No. No, it doesn't have the same weight. Anyone knows anyone with a black card? Awesome. 
Black card is like a special exclusive card. It's like five thousand dollars a year to be part, and like it feels really awesome. It's it's like if you can't afford if you can't afford a professional sports team, right? You can't like it's it's like an ego it's an ego booster. It's like it's like playing with the gun that we talked about earlier. It just raises the testosterone. Anyhow, but uh, so you, every person has to make a list of priorities. What's important to them in life? This is just we're just talking about one distinct, one aspect of, of a relationship. There's there's multiple elements, and, and and everyone has their own list of priorities. What's important to them? Now, it, you know, you would assume, or I'm sure your mother would assume that when you make those priorities, one of them would be that they're stable, that they're not in drugs, or you know that they have a plan or someone that's. Part of the same, not just someone that you love. You can love it. I thought you love people. Why does love have to mean that you want to spend the rest of life with, with them? If you, I go, you can love everyone. It doesn't mean that you want to live with them the rest of your lives. Oh, so 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 like this. So we have to love everyone. What that means is we have to reformat the way we view people and their character, positive and negative. We have to love God. We have to try to find things that God does for us. See the virtue, so to speak, in God. Right? Ask yourself, okay, what did God do for me today um, that I should be thankful for, that he did out of, the, out of his own kindness? Oh, he made my heart pump 89,000 times. Pretty awesome, right? He made me breathe in my sleep while I was sleeping. I wasn't even aware, right? Those kind of exercises will bring you to love God. The similar exercises will bring you to love other people. And when uh, hopefully uh, all of us, when we're in relationships, uh, loving relationships that we want to maintain, the greatest exercise that you could do is to remind yourself the positive character of the person that you love. Dwell on that. Identify the person with that character. What you're doing is reinforcing the love, deepening the love, and preventing, God forbid, a, a, tra- a tragedy that, that happens all too often. What? When people label, you're, you're such a X, whatever that, whatever that word is, you label that person, you identify the person with a negative character, and uh, the love that you worked so hard to build can potentially be eroding, and that's very unfortunate. So, was it worth coming all over from England to hear that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to say that. That's an idea I want to share with, with y'all. I think it's uh, this this specific character uh, ability of seeing the good in other people and seeing the good in God. I think it while it's I, in my opinion, it's the key indicator to love. It's also the key indicator to happiness. That's be the next time we argue about it. Forget well, for, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that uh, yeah, so. I, 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 you know, we only talked today about love. I think it could be extended, and we'll, we'll talk about it maybe some other time. Anyhow, thank you all for coming. I love you all. And yeah, and it's and awesome. It's good to be back, huh? It is. It's back nice. And uh, was it nice? Good. Bye. Did you just say bye?